Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars. And this week, wormholes. In a previous podcast, I've mentioned my dislike for the vocoder. Mm. Um, and also, is it autocorrect or auto-tuned singing? Autocorrect. I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> I mean, it basically is autocorrect, isn't it? But yeah. Is it auto-tuned, shitty yeah. singing techniques? Yeah. Um, I am convinced now that that should be the industry term for um, those faux exhaust notes that we have now, the synthesised engine that tries to hide yeah the real the real sound of the exhaust it's it's vehicular vocoding is it not it is yeah i blame share i well i would let's blame share anyway but i think latterly <laughs> um i mean bieber's done some appalling mess um there's a couple of i mean drake i know that he gets he's, he's apparently quite a talented rapper and stuff and does wear an awful lot of mountaineering clothes indoors but yes. <laughs> there's no doubt. There's, I've, I've genuinely, I've never he's heard. Got a far-reaching deal with millets, I think. Oh, right. he's got. I have never ever heard him sing without auto tuning, without vocoding. So, for all I know, he can have a really high voice like this, couldn't he? And he's just synthesised it out. I just got. I got no idea. But yeah, so I mean, it's it's, a, it's I, like, I think it's odd when it's applied because I, I know what you mean. I always think I associate it with masking a thousand sins of people who can't quite hold a tune of course but it seems to me it gets used now on people who from their previous work you know full well can actually sing very well yeah which seems odd but because it, it's now become a thing it's just a stylistic thing rather than a sort of way and i mean obviously Cher can sing you know, that was a stylistic thing and that was when the technology was a bit you know well it had been around for years hasn't it the vocoder the vocoder has been around for a long time but this, yeah being able to do it with a computer but vocoder abuse hasn't been around for too long yeah <laughs> that, and um because uh, but i mean the technology also does the auto-tune stuff exists in fact to make people seem like they can sing better mm. i know someone who worked on a big live show that um jennifer lopez performed at and she sang live but her vocals were rooted through a computer that was running Pro Tools, the industry standard music manipulation software. I yeah. think it's still industry standard. I don't know. Someone will tell us. But <laughs> but it was at the time. This is a few years ago. And they were running something like eight channels of Pro, Pro Tools just to do live correction on her voice, well, basically. Because it had to do it within a split second of... I guess so. I mean, that's pretty mind-boggling that it can do that. But yeah, it is. I wonder whether it was also sort of multi-tracking and stuff, so give her voice a bit more, you know, body in parts of the um, yeah. But it's living, it's sort of living a lie, though, isn't it? Because I, I and I and this the reason why I brought this up immediately is because I've been in the garden quite a bit in the last three or four days. And I actually, mm. I actually had two days without my phone. I got my children to hide my phone. It's and, and and in all seriousness, it's one of the best things that I've ever done for my mental health. However, 
I kept hearing this what I thought to be a fruity car on kickdown going past the house, and and I and I and I ran to the the garden wall to see if like there's a, there's a bit there's like a gateway that I can see it go by, and it was always an Audi SQ5, mm. and and I'm pretty sure it's a diesel. Uh, I, is it a diesel? I think it's a diesel. I think there was a time possibly not now should check this maybe but there was a time when you could get a petrol one as well but there definitely was a diesel when it came out originally yeah and yeah. i and i and it has got synthos and it's got a, it. it's got a vehicular vocoder on it so it sounds half decent but then i was fooled into it and every time i, I ran over to that wall for no fucking good reason <laughs> really annoyed about it so there's that and is it a bit like if you can genuinely sing, let's take Jennifer Lopez, for example. If you can genuinely sing, but you choose to have your voice kind of triple-checked or, or, I don't know, synthesised and altered in some way, is that like a, a really good racing driver just choosing to drive badly one day just because it's it just mixes things up a little bit? Or like a really good e-sport racing driver, but just choosing to put it on the setting where the computer does it all for you? Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah, or, Autom- automatic and no no crashing mode. Or it's like deciding to use one of those auto blip on the downshift functions. Oh yeah, which all sorts of cars have now, don't they? I'm, they do. Uh, the the GR Yaris has got it. Not a very good one, actually. I, I, I discovered in the GR Yaris, not worth bothering with at all. But it always feels yeah. like cheating. No matter what yeah, the 911, car. the 992. I drove the other day. Did yeah, yeah. and I think the Porsche yeah. one. From my memory, I drove it. I experienced that on a Boxster, and it's really good. Like, it is uncanny it is how good. It, it second guesses. And minis, I've driven it on a mini where I thought it was really good. But it feels like cheating. Of course it feels like cheating. It's self-congratulatory driving, <laughs> isn't it? It's, <laughs> well, it's, it's just... It's, hey, I'm really good. Mind hey, you. Hey, you're so, you're so good. Let me ask you this. How is your heel and toeing these days? Because mine's shockingly shit, because I don't do it very much anymore. Do you know what? I when I drove a Spiker last week, I and saw. I heeled and towed the whole time in it, because it had a pedal box to die for. Oh. And it was a great pedal box, and I had slightly bigger shoes than I should have had for that kind of car. Yeah. And I, and I found myself really dialing in the heeling and towing, which I didn't mention when I was videoing it, because I thought I'd sound like a complete... No ring. But well, yeah, you sound I, like a bit of a Tillerman. Yes, and I didn't want that because that's not me. But um no, I re- it was really satisfying. I've found some of the most the least suspecting cars are the best have the best position pedals yeah. for, for myself for healing tone. Yeah. And one of them is the is the current transit van. Oh really? Yeah, it's brilliant. Oh, like really okay. brilliant. I almost just want to rem- buy the pendulum setup, which is probably about sixty quid plus VAT from folds, and uh, I just put it in another car. It was brilliant. I think the Toyota Hilux is really good as well. Yeah, Dacia Sandero is surprising. Is that good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's a bit of a shame because the first Sandero I ever drove, which is absolutely but basic old shape one, um, had a, a naturally aspirated engine, and so it was quite, it's quite blippy. It's good. Yeah, I drove the new one. A few weeks ago, and it's still got quite good pedals for heel and towing, but the the throttle response is a bit softer because it's turbot and a three cylinder and everything. So it's, but it's still surprisingly good. I can't remember what it was. I drove something else. I know what you mean. Something really ordinary, where I found myself just doing needless down changes, just because you oh, could. Yeah. It had. It's that winning combination of the pedals, the right position, 
the accelerator is just where you want it under sort of moderate to hard braking and yep. it's got quite good throttle response not too sharp but not too soft and you can just so you sort of you just get your eye in with it and it's a it's a rare thing but that's it i don't you know, I don't. I certainly I don't can't do it, do it in my Land Rover because um, you'd have to wear wellies, and even then, it's quite a stretch. Um, I, I regularly let. I regularly drive EVs um, left foot braking. Do you? Yeah. If if I'm if I'm if I'm going a bit quicker, you know, I need to get on it. Yeah, and I I I, I tend to set myself a task of like, you're going to do the next fifty miles left foot braking only, and uh, it's really good for training the other side of your brain. Yeah. Because you have to properly focus, yes. and it it turns a dull journey into a slightly less dull journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well, I've got to do some um, some track driving in a couple of weeks or so. I'm sorry, you used the wrong terminology there, Rich. It's track work. Track work, of course. <laughs> it has, it's got, of course. I've, I've been docked two oh. Helmsright points for not using. You got a bit of definitely. Uh, Got a bit of track work tra- coming up. Track work. Yeah. yeah, I'm driving, and I'm driving a manual transmission car, which, from memory, has good pedal placement um, on a on a track. And I'm a bit worried. I'm going to have to uh, get my eye in pronto on the old the old Halen toe. Oh, you, you'll be good. You'll it's, be good. It's a satisfying thing to get right, but I feel so out of practice. It's like my my ankles have seized up. Well, actually, my ankles have seized up. I've got I've got a bad foot at the moment. So. Have you? Yeah. You need to do some. I bet you yoga is quite good for the heel and toe um, practice. Yeah. Just getting that bo- just getting the ankle ball more activated. Maybe this we is could a have business race, idea. Race, yeah, uh, racing drivers sort of racing driver foot yoga. yoga yoga studio where you just concentrate on. Um, I can imagine that. Imagine doing a having a Zoom yoga call with I uh, don't know Richard Meaden, for example. He's <laughs> gonna just gonna work me through all the uh, optimum ankle movements for <laughs> for driving for getting on it properly on on a, on a track. It could help, couldn't it? It's not the stupidest thing we've ever thought of. No, or, that's true. Is it? Well, I don't know. Um, no. I, uh, I, 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 yeah, I think, yeah, well, why not? I mean, uh, Helmsman. I know, why not? Helms, Listen, why guys. Not? Helmsman's yoga is, um, is yeah. Helms, right Helmsman's yoga. It's like Helmsman's mayonnaise. Helmsman's, Helmsman's mayonnaise. Helmsman's not mayonnaise. <laughs> Isn't that what you get when you've been pushing a car so hard that the head gasket goes? Oh, that's what it is. Exactly. Helmsman's mayonnaise. I've looked under your oil filler and I'm afraid you've got some Helmsman's mayonnaise there. Oh, you've you've completely... You've taken it to the Nürburgring without doing any formal checks (laughs) on the car. It was actually on the... It was minimum on the dipstick to start with, you clot. Um, Uh, Helmsman's mayonnaise. I love that. I love that. That's brilliant. Uh, what were we say? Oh yeah, about those sound uh, fake um, auto tune exhaust things, though, because mostly yeah. they're just on the inside, aren't they? I guess that Audi's maybe doing something on the outside as well, but but mostly, oh, yeah, and the, uh, it's, yeah. Cause, but a lot of cars that X five M, X six M, they have massive out- outside amplifiers by the tailpipes. Do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because you can hear it. If you're down by the the back of the car, yeah. you 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 it actually has an outdoor speaker, has a waterproof. Jesus, I've never looked. I know I can't all get that close all that effort without gagging, so I, I haven't bothered. But um. 
it, but this is the is the, it, it all has to end doesn't it because it's the equivalent of instagram filtering your face so it looks nothing like your face but does it you, i mean i mean are we well, not in fact though? on the verge of this becoming a much bigger thing because a lot of electric cars will um will start to well they already do make noises don't they they all do they can yeah thing. they can they synthesize noises for mandatory pedestrian safety and all that jazz but i just i think the joy of an electric car is the the lack of of noise often it's mm. yeah yeah i mean i turned i all think the, it, yeah. it can just it can ramp up the engagement, the driving engagement. I know, I don't get me wrong, I don't want to knock pedestrians down. I get that that, you know, below 35 or whatever it is, is mandatory. But, but I turned off the yeah. internal, you know, you can, in the in the iPace, you can have faux sounds coming through the speakers that try to replicate yes. the engine. I turned all that off straight away. It just, it's very clever how they've done it, but I just, I actually, like you say, you just the, don't want the it. quiet of an electric car is part of the appeal. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, speaking of noises... You must be familiar with the noise that electric or semi-electric Kias make in reverse. Did your soul do it? Oh, yeah. Bing, bing, bing. So, yeah, because I was talking to a neighbour once and I left it in reverse for the whole conversation. Oh, yeah. You could I see you one of their eyes was <laughs> sort of looking around like, what, what is that? Are the aliens coming. Um, yep. One of our neighbours has had a Nero hybrid for a while now perfectly decent car but of course bing 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 whenever she backs it up well one of our other neighbors has just bought one as well and now oh no half of the day it feels like there's bing 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 chased by polite reversing yeah it's bobbins isn't it and there's no way of turning it off i think because um it's for safety reasons so yeah it's a bit it's not fully irritating, it's just a little bit irritating, which in some ways is worse. I think it's worse, because I sweat the small stuff, but then... <laughs> that's definitely me, that's definitely me. It's funny, isn't it, because I, um, I had someone contact me, a chap called Graham, after watching my, my Nissan Cedric taxi video, who said, oh, um, I might have something you m- might be interested in. Uh, ages ago, I bought a, um, a Japanese import 350Z Nissan, and it had a strange reversing warning on it, which mm. is a Japanese woman pretty much just asking, <laughs> please get out of the way because I'm coming backwards. Um, and he said when he sold the car, he took it off because he thought it was fascinating. And he's kept the module. And he said, oh, do, do, do you fancy it for the taxi? I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. He's given me a, he gave me a recording of it. And it's really cool. So I'm like, um, It's in I'm Japanese, there. presumably. Yes, it's just a very, very polite lady. In fact, I could probably... I don't know if I can find it on my phone to play. But it's just a little just a little tiny speaker and... Um, hey, hang on. But does this mean you're going to have to get your auto-electrician guy to wire it in on that side of things? Oh, shit. Back to last week's episode for people who don't know. I, I And I, I say this because I've had more than one message from... People who've discovered this podcast, but then because of the way it gets organised in um, Apple Podcasts and other podcast um, listening... Delivery services. Yeah. Uh, It sort of wants you to start at the end and go backwards. So I've had a few people saying, I've listened to... Yeah, they they, they cottoned onto it at like episode 48 or something, and then they've just worked backwards to episode one or episode zero because there's one of those 
for cockeyed. Oh yeah, there is because we did we get our we got our numbers mixed yeah, up. Yeah, like the last episode was episode fifty, and we never mentioned it. And then I thought, well, actually, it's not episode fifty because of episode zero, which has really fucked us up. So it doesn't matter anyway. Uh, yeah, so um, oh, yeah, you'll have to get that's a half a half century yeah, episode. Yeah, well, actually, half Toyota century. I believe this episode is near as damn it our one-year anniversary. I think we put the first... Um, oh, the first podcast out. I think we put, first one, we put for episode zero out on, if memory serves, because I looked this up the other day, I think we put it out on the 11th of Bloody April. Bloody hell, you might be right. Which was a Saturday. We put episode zero out, and then I think we put the first proper one out a couple of days later. Uh, this, oh, yeah, we this, did do a trial, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, and this did goes live prototype. on the 12th, so... Um, yeah, this is in fact our one year. We've been doing this shite for one year. So, but what's weird is we've. How long have we been doing the v- people who are listening to this who are quite new? How long have, had we been doing the videos? A couple of years, maybe. Oh, at least I think it was. I think we we might have done three years worth of videos before we stopped because of the pandemic. And I think we did the. I worked out. Didn't we go to Pebble Beach in 2011? Yes. So we did our we did our first prototype video on your then very new iPhone. Was it an iPhone three? Can't remember. Can't remember. Maybe. Um, in 2011, on that golf cart that we have uh, have some footage somewhere of, that was our first Smith and Sniff, really. Yeah. Well, that was like the sort of well, scratchy development mule that. Would never see light and it of was. day. <laughs> no, um, no. Although we might put some of the footage like up on the Patreon or something at some point. I have, I have got some of the footage, or not, not from the yeah. main camera though, annoyingly. But um, uh, yeah, that was the sort of scrubby, scrubby um, engineering prototype to see if everything fitted together. That's right, approximately. Um, that's, and then there was a big right. gap. But uh, yeah, so well, anyway, it's one year since um, whatever. Oh, I know what I want to talk about. Uh, I had a bit of a wormhole. You know, every year I, I fall down a Dukes of Hazard wormhole. Um, yeah, but that was that was way less than a year ago. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. It's okay. It's okay. I did. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it was fine. The Dukes of Hazard wormhole is. I mean, it's like Flying Ant Day. I don't know exactly when it will happen, but it's usually sort of broadly a year apart. So it hasn't been a year yet. That's that's um, Flying Ant Day. Flying Day. <laughs> Flant Day always. I mean, when is it though? I can never remember. That's the thing. You never remember, but it just happens. I don't and think you go, ants. Oh, bloody hell! It's flying ants ant don't diarise it. I think it's down to the perfect humidity and ambient temperature. I think that's how that's how they know. Is it not? They don't go. It, it, no, it's not like oh, it's May the fourteenth. Let's rock and roll. <laughs> is, is it? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. I is it like a really important car show where they're diary. all they're all struggling to get their whips ready? They're like, quit! I want to. I want better wings than the other guy. Oh, let get you. I want to get my landing gear sorted because we're all flying tomorrow. It's not. I don't know if it's like. It's not a set date. No, no. It's, it's a, but it's approximately it's conditions. Yeah, yeah. It's it, conditions, it's, just like a shuttle launch. Yeah. <laughs> what well, you think? You think the flying ant day sometimes is about to happen and then gets put off because of the weather. Of course it does, because wind slightly changes or the temperature dips, and they're like, "Oh, we can't fly so well in this, so I'm out." Let's just stay in tonight and we'll see about tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe it's all coordinated by the popular TV personality Flant Flanstead, who... Um, who Who's Flant Flanstead? Flant Flanstead. Oh, oh, you mean, you know, oh, you mean Ann Tanstead? Yeah. 
Well, there's no, there's Antanstead. We know who he is. Uh, He can't fly. Flantanstead or Flantflanstead can can fly and is more irritating because of it, but only comes out once a year. (laughs) Only once a year? Yeah. It's like the groundhog. Yeah. Well, he's a flant, isn't he? uh, He's a flant. Flant. Anyway. I've never heard of flant as the flying ant. You've not? No, I've never heard it described like yeah, that. Fine. Do you know what? Actually, you've reminded me. Um, Ant Man and Wasp, I think, is the only Marvel, the only Marvel film that I entertain. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the only one that I think is worth watching. I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, it's really funny. Is it? And there's a there's a cool seventies uh, custom van in it uh, with uh, look with musical horns. Oh, but um, yes, because Ant Man, there's the van in other Ant Man appearances. I think isn't there? It's Probably the Ant uh, uh, Van, the Ant Van. The, you've got the uh, yeah, you've got the guy with, and you've got uh, Michael Douglas in it. As yes, well, as yeah, a, yeah. Playing, playing, playing a very old man. Playing Colonel Sanders off the KFC packets. <laughs> oh yes, that's right. Yes, for some reason, yeah, this never mentioned. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yes. Uh, so no, I didn't fall down the Jigs of Hazard wormhole uh, last week, but I, as a listener, Richard Shepherd sent. Sent me a link to a YouTube channel, and his his email just said, "Have fun in the wormhole." Oh gosh! So in a way, uh, Richard Shepard's a bit of a bastard because that's exactly what happened. My <laughs> Easter weekend was consumed watching this this YouTube channel, which is all about Night Rider, but it's oh. it's mental. It's the video that he sent me, which was a sort of gateway drug to watching many more of their videos. They're called Night Rider Historians on them. Um, on YouTube, <laughs> I know, what I know. do you mean a Night Rider historian? No, it's better than that because Is they're that... they're sort of graphic. Uh, that they oh it, what? Have, yeah, you have a graphic? Well, you have a graphic for your YouTube channel. I mean, what self-respecting? YouTube oh, I channel thought you meant. Doesn't... I thought you meant they are graphic. As oh in no, they, they, they they use the c word whenever they're describing <laughs> Michael Knight. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, the bloke with the leather jacket. What an absolute. <laughs> the Knight Rider historians actually hate Knight Rider and are constantly bad mouthing Michael Knight. No, they love Knight Rider, and they so the video that he sent me was entitled "Does Super Pursuit Mode Kit Still Exist?" Now you remember, Sup- you remember this that in the later series of Knight Rider. Kit had this super pursuit mode where then it always showed his like the nose of the car extending and little winglets coming out of the wings and and uh, the back sort of rose up and the, sort of the, these rocket engines and all sorts of shit so it could go ultra ultra fast. I don't remember that. Uh, well, you should, is it speed? Does it just speed it up footage? Oh, of course it was. Yeah, but there was yes, but the, the, the whole transformation scene. They built two. I know this now. They built two cars. One was just a, a shell which they could. Um, do close-ups of all of these these bits of the car transforming. So it was a, a shell that had hydraulics built into it to do all the sort of, you know, bits coming out and extending and all looking quite cool. And then they had a driving stunt car, which was already in the transformed mode. And this whole video is about whether... Uh, and bear in mind, it's it's not just they don't just go. Do they still exist? Yeah, they do. No, they don't. It's not it's not that. It's not as simple as that. It's like ten minutes or something of of them talking through forensic analysis of these cars and which episodes they appeared in. The fact that 
one of them was built on another stunt car that had already featured in earlier series and how they oh. identified that. It's mind-boggling. They've got access to sort of like call sheets and inventories from the studio so they can cross-ref all the different cars and figure out which was which. And it's genuinely impressive and slightly troubling all at the same time. So, um, <laughs> Would you own a movie car? As in, because I had this conversation quite recently with my children because because my lad really loves back to the future and my daughter is more into dukes of hazard Mm -hmm. they said to me uh and they and they both really like ghostbusters they said daddy if you had to own one of the proper film cars as in i guess a replica ryan reynolds here from mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss which one would it be and it was delorean back to the future in all of the time machine regalia um dukes of hazard general lee ecto one or knight rider they said which one would it be and i sat there for ages (laughs) and we all mulled it over like a very serious family conversation (laughs) even my wife got involved went ooh. And I think think the majority vote went to the DeLorean in the end. But I vote I nearly went DeLorean because I I would own a DeLorean genuinely, probably not a time machine one. Um, I went with Ecto One. Ecto One or that Rover Seventy Five hearse painted up like Ecto One. <laughs> well, well, I mean, listen, that's another story. Um, I because I've already got a charger, I would probably not want another charger. Although I do like the General Lee and I do like people. When people see it, they largely grin and smile, uh, unless they find it racist, in which case they won't. Um, but the the thing about Ecto One is is a r- rarer than all the other cars, mm. but um, you can fit a lot more people in it. Mm. Uh, you've got a very good, impressive onboard PA system on the roof mm. with scrolling screens and everything, which are a lot cheaper to achieve nowadays. Whereas off of the eighties, they were actually quite expensive. Um, so I went with Ecto One, and I thought I would I would genuinely own an Ecto One millimeter ambulance if I could. Hmm. What about you? Was I'll ask the same question to you? Well, you see, I'm a bit. It sort of bugs me when people default to making uh, cars look like the movie ones. It's like if you've got a DeLorean, just enjoy it as a DeLorean. Why do you need to as make a DeLorean a Back to the Future car? And likewise yeah. with the chargers, you know, I much prefer your charger to someone who's carefully made a General Lee replica. But if it's an actual General Lee prop car that was used in the show, that's a bit different. And they yes. did 
we've have we talked before of that story about how after the show was cancelled, Warner Brothers sold a load of the old stunt cars to uh, a, a basically an enthusiast club. Well, a, a basically an enthusiast. Uh, they invited him out to California uh, because he'd been negotiating with them to buy a load of spares that they didn't need anymore for Dodge Chargers. And then they kind of ambushed him when he was there and went, hey, just come and have a look at this, and then took him to this lot where there were like a dozen, I think, old stunt cars, largely quite fucked. And he had to form a limited company to buy them off the studio for like a dollar a piece or something, and then he distributed them amongst hardcore members of the oh you generally family. drug dealer i know and were, but, but then uh, there was a website and it seems to have disappeared because uh, i used to always visit it on my wormhole journey but um where there was a guy detailing the state of the genuine general lee stunt car that he got from this this um haul from warner brothers backlot and it was an absolute crock of bits of all sorts of other cars because what was the General Lee was a 68 is that right Six, 69 69 beg your pardon but they yeah. they were getting so desperate for charges they were buying 68s and 70s and then doctoring That's, them to look correct yeah exactly they were just 68s like mine with the circular rear lights they yeah. were just hacking them out and putting the long bar lights in yeah um, putting the front grille on, which is interchangeable, and then that that Nerf bar, which they, which was m- unique to the the Lee, but yeah, yeah, they were they were doing that. But of course, like as you know, the, these cars were ten years old, t- t- twelve years old. They weren't classic, no, and they weren't revered in the way that they are now. So although it's hurtful to see these charges being just chucked around and binned, they weren't really. That's they, quite. They, you put it like very that. old. No, because well, so it's a '69, and the show. Yeah. The show started in the late '70s, in, didn't it? So in '79, January '79 was the was the pilot episode. Yeah. I mean, so that now would be sake of argument that in a 2009 car, which doesn't feel yeah, very old at all, does it? It's like well, let's say 2009 Ford Focus ST. It wouldn't be an RS. Let's say it was a Focus ST. I was thinking um, a Mercedes C63 because it's a bit of a muscle oh, car. Yeah, I mean, not for the Dukes very, of Hazard. I don't think they'd be ragging out Georgia in a C63. It's, but I mean, it would be quite cool. But yeah. would it be a pop bang map S3 Audi? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, but if it was in the US and it was a US car, I mean, it would just be a, a, a modern Challenger, wouldn't it? That's been around forever. That car, yeah, or a 300 yeah, C with a yeah. Hemi. Um, yeah, or something like that. I mean, it wouldn't. Be, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have people up in arms. No, or the four door charger that that's been around since then, hasn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah, and I don't like it. I so know. Yeah, oh, that's why I didn't mention jump, it at first. I thought like. it would anger you up again, but but there's, just jump it all you like. Uh, or oh, what else? I mean, Mustang. You know, you could have one of the sort of, but like a two generation old Mustang. I mean, that sort of feels like you just go. That's a bit of a. Well, that's why it's a wonder that the car became so iconic. Yeah. Because it's exactly that reason, I think to myself, it would have been 10, 11, 12 years old when that... It would have been 12 years old when that show hit its proper peak. Yeah. Like 1981, let's say. So really, the Duke boys were just ragging around in a slightly khaki, unwanted used car. Completely. 
a dinosaur Completely. as well. That's the other thing. Uh, do you know, it's funny that show became so popular in that I imagine for a lot of people in a lot of parts of the US, two lads from Georgia ragging around in an old muscle car sort of symbolised yeah. a kind of, you know... Sort of embarrassing Embarrassing, out-of-date mentality. And you just think, if you, you know, if you lived in New York or something, you'd just go, bloody rednecks, what are they up to now? But maybe that was part of the appeal, I don't know. It's hard to know, not being American and not not living at that time. But And not being an adult at that time, yeah. I mean, Same as Miami Vice, though. Maybe Miami Vice is just desperately embarrassing for, for people in Miami. I don't know. I don't think people <laughs> in Miami embarrass that easily. But um, No, I, maybe not. I, I sort of pointed out the other week that if... Back to the Future was filmed now, Marty would go back to 1991. And that feels like it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> it was like, oh, God, I mean, it was. 91. But yeah, he goes yeah. back 30 years, doesn't he, from 1985 to yeah. 1955. And it's like, so it's That's like, right. you know, I've got to do 88 miles an hour in, I don't know what the Back to the Future car would be these days. Maybe a. Well, then, then again, they, they go, see. So when Back to the Future came out, the DeLorean had been out of production for three years tops. Yeah. So again, it was, it wasn't a classic at all. In fact, it was a bit, it, it was a bit of an embarrassment. Oh yeah, I'm, no, but I'm that guessing. was that was totally because it was a joke car because of the whole it, DeLorean cocaine scandal, and the factory yeah. had closed down. The whole thing had been pretty much agreed to be a disaster, and yeah, that was a comedy was a comedy choice. Even to the fact that the, the door doesn't stay up properly, does it? And he bangs his head on it. It's all it was all done right. for, the, for the laughs. That I get. I think it should have when they converted it to run on alternative things. It should have definitely just run on white powder, <laughs> mysterious talc. <laughs> I think, and, and Marty would have had to have raided a load of Time sports shops for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think it would have been amazing. <laughs> of course, it was a kids' show. So yeah, it would have been I, no maybe, reference maybe. to like dirty disco powder. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, because. Uh, a true fact about Back to the Future is that Ford offered to pay a load of money to product place the Mustang into that movie, and the creator of, of the franchise said, Doc Brown doesn't drive a fucking Mustang, was the oh. quote attributed to him. And so they they surrendered the cash, or they, they passed on the opportunity to have a load of cash wow. in return for using a Mustang, and paid for their own DeLoreans because that's what they wanted. So it was a, that was a definite, very careful choice to have a sort of slightly laughable car at the time. But did yeah, you know the... It, um, it worked. The other thing I've learned from uh, the wormhole of a Knight Rider historian's channel... <laughs> is oh, that, gosh. Um, they, so GM were on board with the Trans Am featuring in that show and yes. gave the production, I think, three cars. And I think they maybe had a total of four cars, including like a sort of, you know, static one for doing interior shots. And that wasn't a lot to do loads of stunts with, even stuff like really? handbrake turns and shit. The car's getting stressed and dinked up. And the first series yeah. was done with four cars. And that was tr- that was tough. And it meant they couldn't do really, really big stunts unless they were prepared to lose a car for a bit. And yeah, by yeah. the end of the series, apparently the cars were all you know held together with gaffer tape, basically because they'd been <laughs> put through the ringer. And they couldn't really ask GM for any more cars because the Trans Am in that shape had only just come out just before Knight Rider started filming. It was a really hot car at the time. It was well, it was very futuristic. Yeah, yeah so that was Great a definite aero. product placement of a car that was contemporary and cool. But then 
there was a train derailment in California caused by unseasonable rain which made the track bed go soft and a train came off the tracks and it was carrying a bunch of Camaros and Firebirds from the GM factory in Van Nuys near Los Angeles. Really? And the cars, some of the cars were damaged, some of them weren't, but because they'd technically been in an accident under California law, they could not be sold to customers. So GM sold a bunch of them to the studio for a dollar a piece. And that meant suddenly wow. they could dress them up like kit bloody hell and i did not know the that. same producers were making the fall guy so the fall guy got a load of the cars off those those trains as well for a dollar a piece and that's why um what's the name the woman in fall guy she had a white firebird for a while that used to do stunts and stuff like that that was a train wreck car as well the only stipulation was that when filming was finished they all had to be crushed of course but were they rich? Well, it seems like they were, disappointingly. But um, uh, yeah. <laughs> What I do remember about Knight Rider is the car was always incredibly highly polished. Yeah. And, of course, being black, cr- critical colour for any dings, dinks. So that, would have, that could have given a few people a right old headache, making sure that uh, Kit was mint looking at all times. Well, if you plunge headfirst down a Knight Rider wormhole, you'll discover that the, these people who forensically analyse each show do pick up on little dinks or bits of missing trim and use it to cross-ref which cars are used in which scenes it's really it's really mad it's incredible <laughs> i don't know i don't know if i can go there i mean I don't know if I can depends go. do you I have three or four back. days free is my question no i freaking oh, don't don't go there. No. don't look at it just don't pretend i hadn't told you about this okay right but the reason i brought this up originally is because i was watching some of this night rider stuff and i was thinking what would happen to all of those shows, Knight Rider and the Jigs of Hazard, and all of those kind of 80s action shows where cars did a lot of jumping and stuff, if they were made now, because it would just be loads of airbags going off. Oh, loads of undertrays. Loads of undertrays, yeah. There'd be, pl- there'd be wheel arch liners just flicking around everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> they would, though. Have you ever done, if you've ever done like a full compression yump you sometimes can clatter the wheel arch and it removes itself yeah the, the wheel the tire will remove the wheel arch liner because yeah. there's a sort of plastic rivets in and they're only single use plastic jobs they're oh, rubbish well, i think they're designed like that are they it's a sort of sacrificial element because it's better the wheel it hits is that than metal work and then yeah you can replace yeah. it but yeah no i've never had one come free so but you know what you mean <laughs> if you get full compression on a modern car that it's a lot of scrapey plastic sounds potentially happen don't they so that what you're saying is the chances is is every scene there'll be this beautiful jump and then it will cut to Michael Knight just filling the boot of his car with bits of plastic. <laughs> Stop! Just... Gather up his undertray and realise <laughs> he looks like a, a, a bad mime because his face has gone white with all the powder off the airbag that's gone off in his face. <laughs> and then he gets back in kit. Yeah, it's definitely not cocaine. No, and and he gets back in kit and he, and kit's gone into limp home mode because the ECU's detected. Uh, um, airbag deployment. Oh, a crash. And then the, oh, so an ambulance turns up because the car's called for help without asking. So what, he has to give chase at 32 miles an hour yeah. and yeah, that's yeah. it. Has to resort to firearms then, doesn't he? Yeah. So he's got a really white clown-like face <laughs> and he's just firing. And also, I love the fact that in a lot of those 80s films, people were still using, regularly using revolvers. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell are you doing? It's a cowboy gun. <laughs> well... You know? But that's part of it, isn't it? I mean, Michael Knight was essentially a cowboy, wasn't he? He just sort of moseyed up, sorted out problems, and then fucked off again. And so were the A-Team, for that matter. I think there's a lot of cowboy movie thinking in both of those shows. But 
Um, That's right. Yeah, I like the idea as well. Do do gooding vigilantes. Michael Knight comes powering into a, a open area of desert and goes to do a massive power slide into a handbrake turn to a stop, but he's forgotten <laughs> to turn the traction control off in Knight Rider 2021 and the car in fact just sort of embarrassingly kind of judders into a small bit of understeer and then stops that's what it would it would be a safety understeer judder wouldn't it it's very very unspectacular yeah anyway I was just wondering that's the modern cars in in 80s action series with lots of car stunts probably wouldn't work no it really wouldn't would it Bloody hell. I mean, that dates us, the fact that we engage so heavily with all of those. We're just too old farts sure about shit now. But it's, it's, sure a lot of listeners are going to say they're either into it or they're like, I just don't remember any of those shows. In which case, I will go straight to an anonymous DM that I had last night. Mm. Hey, Johnny. Enjoying the content. Really enjoy Smith & Sniff. Now... There's a man in our village with a Zafira Turbo with a hideously loud exhaust and dump valve. I found a standard exhaust on eBay for £75. <laughs> I am planning an elaborate midnight raid on his vehicle. I think my 3 I think my 3am me and my friend will have it sorted. I've even checked his current exhaust system out and it looks fairly new, which hopefully means the bolts won't be badly seized, but I might be able to pre-soak them in releasing oil a couple of nights before. I'm wondering <laughs> I'm it's fully just great. premeditated. Oh, this is amazing. But I'm wondering what the police's view on this would be. My main question for you and Sniff is, have I completely lost my marbles? Or have either of you ever done slash heard of someone doing this before? Cheers, Anonymous. <laughs> so he's... Oh, he's put, oh, and he's put P.S. He woke my daughter up at 6.20 this morning on his way to work. I'm definitely doing this. That's what he said. <laughs> I just want to say, the, the, right at the top of this... That that messing with another person's vehicle is a crime. Um, I don't know if he's really going to do it. I looked at his profile. He's got a nice car himself. He's a nice nice guy. Good car fanatic. But I think what he's saying is he's getting pissed off yeah. with a modified Zafira on his I mean, in his village. Someone who modified a Zafira might need to catch a grip. The return to standard vigilante is a is an enticing <clears throat> prospect, though. It's like when you remember my neighbour uh, yeah, used to have that is. really faded Volvo, and and you were determined that one night we were going to sneak out and machine polish it. Oh, machine polish it with a really quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I sort of think that's like because how could he complain? It, it, it would just be like, what have you done to my car? We've made it nicer. I oh, would, shit, yeah. I would absolutely because it was red and it really shows it up. I think some vigilante vehicle detailing. <laughs> I, I think I could get on board with. <laughs> Just people, you know, that leave, like, bird mess on the roof for months yeah. and it just burns a big, like, acne spot on the car. And like, no. Yeah. Or even, I mean, yeah, it would, that this would be ultra dodgy, but you'd have if you could unlock the car and get in, you could just do an amazing job getting all the dog hair out. You know when they the vacuum cleaner crevice tool has – it puts those stripes on the carpet. Oh, yeah. You know, like stripes on your lawn yeah. where it looks super that's, professional. That's, pro, yeah. that's a sign of a pro detail job. Yeah. And all that stuff. I, I, I don't know. It's it's a bit like that person a couple of years ago on, well, it must have been via Twitter, who mysteriously sent people um, 
Hot Wheels toys and Corgi models as gifts. Yes. Did you ever get I one? I did. I got a little model of my Defender. Yeah, and I got a model too, and I still don't know. What did you get? I'm trying to remember. I think I got an AMC Pacer. Ah. Uh, and I still don't know how they... How did they find my address? I mean, it's yeah, slightly creepy, it is a bit but at the creepy, same time... But at the same time, it was very thoughtful. And what was he called? The Diecast... Yeah, what was he? It? it was like a diecast donut. Donut. Was it the diecast donut? Yeah. And 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 I and I loved the idea of it. And because ultimately it was it was done because of kindness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean that's the thing. Um, kindness so, is still kindness even if there's a creepy side to it, I think. I don't know. I mean, yes, do it on a case by yes. case basis. But in this case, uh it was it was it was nice. It was it was thoughtful. But yes, now the man who who might want to switch his neighbours Zafirabax to a standard exhaust system, I think, and I'm not a lawyer or a policeman, but I think uh, you would have to leave the aftermarket exhaust somewhere on this person's property. You couldn't take it away because that would be stealing. Would be my. That's where I see the crime well, lying. It's sort. Ah, uh, but he wouldn't want to steal the exhaust. No. I think what he would do is I would wrap it in bubble pack and put it next to the car. Yeah, yeah. Or on the person because if he knows he where the person put it lives, back he on put again, it on. Though, couldn't he? Yeah, put it on their doorstep. Make sure you don't lose any of the fasteners. Yeah. You haven't you haven't rinsed any of those because you've pre-soaked them in WD forty. <laughs> And um, yes, and he's got a brand new exhaust system, a standard exhaust system. It's just a polite way of going. Listen, yeah, I get, I get it. You love the pop bang thing. You like the drain drain pipe exhaust, but you know what? It's just pissing a few of us off. And it's not like an event, like a. It's not like a Ferrari, is it? It's not a four eight eight. It's it's a, is it a G, do you um, say it's a GSI? It's a Vera Turbo, so okay. I'm going to say it would be a VXR. Ah, yes. Probably a Vera VXR, wouldn't it be? Or or even a GSI. Yeah, pre-VXR pre was GSI, wasn't it? Yeah. Because there's a GSI in, in the town that I live in, uh, a blue one, mm. and that's had that's seen some heavy mods. Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd say there's at least 80 louvers on the front of the car. <laughs> <laughs> at least. Well, there's a lot like of louvers. Oh, yeah, honestly. It just looks like someone's just chiselled and lifted all of the body panels, just chiselling, lift, chiselling, lift, chiselling, lift. There's so many breathing holes. That car gets more cold air. I'm surprised it doesn't take off. It's got so much air going in and just, <laughs> just starts to wheelie. Sounds drafty. It's, it's incredible. So I think that, if all right, put it this way, you're that bloke with a Zafira. You come out, you start the car, you go, hang on a minute, something's wrong here. You give it a couple of blips. It's very quiet. You look underneath it. You realise what's happened. And then you go down the side of your house and there, carefully wrapped in bubble pack, is your old exhaust with all the fixings. You ring the police. What do you say? Yeah. Someone's put a different exhaust on my car. They've stolen your exhaust, sir. No, they've not stolen it. It's just been put down the side of my house because there's a new... So what's what's been stolen? Well, nothing. So what's been done? They've put a different exhaust on your car. Uh, <laughs> I, what? Yeah. What? I it sort of feels like there's no crime there. Like, because trespass isn't isn't a crime, is it? It's a it's a civil matter. That's right. And I've trespassed making a video before, but I had to be very, very clear that that's what I was doing. So tre they've trespassed, but that's a civil matter. It's up to the guy to find out who's been on his property and and go after them. Um, but what 
what else is the like the <coughs> crime of tampering? I don't know. It I, well, it, well, it, it, yeah, it, it is sort of tamp. I mean, it, it, I, I wouldn't want anyone to tamper with my property because I mean, it'd be a bit like someone. Someone imagine if it's sort of friendly tampering. So someone round here has got a shabby-looking house. It would be in the middle of the night. You gently brush off the ivy and the dirt from their pebble dash and you paint their house for them i mean it with night vision goggles on i mean on the one hand it's dead creepy on the other hand it's a really nice thing to do yeah because ultimately your house looks better i mean look i i i quite like the idea of being a vigilante vehicle detailer yeah because that that's saying I don't like the state of your car. You need to look after your car better. Imagine if you went one step further. Imagine if we had this sponsored so that we could we could actually put new tires on their car at night because we realised one of them's just inexcusably bald and <laughs> they've been driving around at eight psi for the last three months. Well, I mean, I settle for just prowling the streets, pumping up people's tires to the correct pressure. Yeah, fuck me. Sometimes you see some soggy tires. Oh, terrible stuff. And you think, yeah, really. And you just leave a little slip of folded paper under the windscreen. Yeah. And it just details what you've done. So, brand new set of Continentals, both up to 32 psi. I've done your tracking, did some laser tracking. I've, I keep it in with me in the van. We've done a clay bar. We've done we've done full protection. Vigilante vehicle detail. Yeah, I, mean, I noticed piece of trim was not quite fitting properly, so I put some 3M tape on that. That will never come off. Oh, one of your number plates was inexcusably cloudy, and it looks like a glass eye. So we've taken that off. We've put a brand new one on for you. It's just, I feel there's a tv show in here somewhere but i'd quite like it if it was sort of a dramatization like the a-team where we just went round in a van which we wouldn't be able well, to jump because it would have airbags but if we got a transit you could heel and tow it and and we no, just prowl no, around at night yeah a black a black transit really murdered out transit i think it but it looks that looks too i think that looks too crimey um yeah, it looks kidnappy. Yeah. I think we'd have to go for something a little bit more JDM. Uh, oh. Toyota Hiace. Okay. Toyota. Or, no, what's those? Oh, I know, Suzuki Carry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I quite like Suzuki Carries because they're 1.3, I think they're 16 valve rear wheel drive. So I, let's do a Suzuki Carry. I'm, I'm not um, on board I'll, with this. It's too small for all of the stuff that you're going to need. <laughs> No, it's not. We keep it covert. I suppose we keep it's good small. for sneaking. Like if, we, if someone busts us, we can leap into the Suzuki Carry and drive off down an alley or something. But Actually, no, we go EV. Um, Nissan oh. e- ENV 200. Because then we can sneak about. Because then we, we, we sneak around like, like naughty cats and we go, we've got all of the <laughs> gear. Yeah, I'm going to have to find a really, really... You know those uh. machine polishers? They can make a bit of noise. Uh. So what I would do... I'd have to have a, a fleece cloak that I wrap around <laughs> myself. <laughs> well, hang on. What about like a sort of pop-up bell tent type thing, but it's fleece-lined <laughs> and it envelops the whole what, car? What, one of these... What, like, um, like a crime scene tent? Yes. Where you, oh, there's always yes. a dead body and you just see a white tent in the middle of a field? Yeah, but but lined with fleece or egg boxes or something i don't know it might get a bit hot that we should do that so if i need to do anything involving a bit of noise yeah we do that i think it'd be brilliant but the thing is i i I feel like we need to get a detailing company on board yeah i was just saying what if we make a complete horse's cock of actually doing the work and make their car in some way worse like well that's like when people sue burglars for smashing their window to try and break in and the or, the, or no, sorry the burglar sues them because they they cut their wrist on 
glass yeah. from breaking into their house. It's, 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 it's a think, weird area, isn't it? But what I'd say is, I think... We don't want any of that shizzle. I think... No, I think we're onto something somewhere. I just can't think... But I was thinking maybe your machine polishers, because if I can't get my fleece-lined bell tent up in time, <laughs> you've had your machine polishing <laughs> attachment thing, you know. You've had your machine polisher <laughs> modified oh. by a specialist. You know the way that assassins would have a heavily silenced gun? I'd be a brushless motor. You've got a heavily It'd be silenced a very, very, machine polisher. Yeah, it'd be a cordless, brushless mm-hmm. motor that doesn't actually turn very quickly, so it'd be yeah. slower turning, so it would take slightly longer, but it would be quieter. Um, I, I wonder if this might this not be work. better done, not at, not necessarily at night when they're asleep, because we might wake them, but perhaps when you know they've been distracted, like we get them tickets to a really long film at the cinema and so we've got right oh okay so a bit like three um, chip foose on um overhauling so you get your sister to say oh i'll take your car for a service and she takes it to a faux shonky garage where the car mysteriously disappears for three weeks yeah is it one of them yeah well i mean i do, I do <clears> like the covert <throat> aspect and the vigilante aspect obviously so yeah, we'll keep workshopping this one. I'm sure we'll get somewhere in the end. But in the meantime, that guy with the exhaust, I mean, I, I, as I said, I'm not a lawyer or a policeman, so I would say go for it. But don't take okay. the old exhaust away, because that's stealing. No, don't take the old bits away. I think that's... You know, this yes. happened to... You know my mate Zog, um, off the Gareth Jones on Speed podcast? He I do. had a an MG midget that was stolen from his street recently when he lived in no no this is years ago when he lived in Golders Green and this this MG was nicked and then a few weeks months maybe later he was walking down another street not that far away and he saw it parked at the curb what and so he just took it back he got the keys and he took it back but then he discovered that whoever nicked it had replaced the radiator which needed doing and he was what? in this quandary of Am I now technically stealing? Although they stole from me, I've now stolen from them because this is technically speaking because they've their added radiator. Parts. Yeah, yeah. And it had a cushion on Did the he... driver's seat, which wasn't there when he drove it. So he sort of nicked that as well. But it's a weird legal grey area, I would say. Did he ke- and he kept it for forever after that, you know, as in it didn't get nicked again. It wasn't like every well, like week. a cat and mouse. Is it like <laughs> who's was got it? The was it like a child? Was it a child custody war? Where it's like, <laughs> no, I've got him. No, I'm having him. No, I said I was having him this weekend. So hang on, you're a fucking thief. Can you stop doing this? You're a bloody thief. Stop spoiling the midget when you've got him for the weekend. Um, and it's like, right, that's it. I'm I'm stealing it off you, and and I'm having a bare metal repaint. That's it. <laughs> and it's like, but that's going to cost you six grand. Yeah, I know, I know. and I don't care. It's but not even my car, and I'm going to do it. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember how this ended. I think he just kept it and that was it, and it was his car, and the, the, the other person didn't bother taking it back, which is odd, because you would think they'd know where they got it from, and they know it now contains their radiator, but I suppose they realised the jigger was up. I don't know. I, I think in the last year or so, we've all, we all realised that um, giving back and helping one another, being, being kind is a good thing to do. Maybe that's the way we could show our endless kindness, by just doing mysterious vigilante improvements on vehicles yeah. we could um, look up we could look we go we walk around we look at a car we we check that it's shonky we we run the plate through the mot um checks list on the dvla and we go look he they've had an advisory on on the offside ball joint for two years running they obviously can't be bothered to do it so let's just do it tonight 
let's put a new ball joint on it. We'd have to be certain this person wasn't a prick, though. Yeah, it's a shame if you did a really good job on a car and you found out that they were a complete flute. Yeah. <laughs> that would that's be the, bad. The, we'd have to do a bit of background uh, research. Um, uh, yeah. The thing I was saying about Zog, it just reminded me of an email we've had um, from a listener called Phil Webb, who um, <laughs> sent this story in. I'll just read this out really quickly. The year was 1999. We were at Aylesbury College at the time. My mate Adam had an 89 G-registered Mini 30 edition. We went to Milton Keynes to get some CDs, etc. On re- that dates it immediately. Who exactly. buys I love that. Like, exactly. what, I, that? I, On a I had a mini trip to buy CDs. Yeah. What, what heady times they were. So I was 89, right? Yeah. Mini 30, yeah. yeah. On returning to the car in the multi-storey car park, I threw the bag of stuff we'd bought on the back seat. We drove out and headed into the concrete and roundabout jungle. Adam, who was driving, said, mate, where's that album by Stellantis we've just bought? Now, I don't believe that, Phil. You've added that detail in. Uh, I reached the back seat and picked the bag up. Then I noticed a single high heel shoe tucked under his seat <laughs> and a lady's suit jacket on the floor next to it. I said, mate, why is our high heel shoe a woman's jacket in your car? He was oh, no, single at the time. No. So I started thinking, oh, clearly he's no longer single. Adam said, what are you on about? As I went to put the CD in the radio, which was now a pioneer, and not the Alpine I'd helped him fit a few weeks earlier. The penny started to drop. We pulled over. The car was pretty identical, apart from this one had a big exhaust mounted to one side, and his was centrally mounted. And yet his key had not only got us into the car, it had also started it. Knowing that we were now driving someone else's car, we had to get it back to the car park quickly. On returning to the car park, the space where we'd taken it was filled, as was the whole floor. So it was decided that we'd find his car, which turned out to be two floors up, and swap. We'd like to say sorry to the lady who, on a June day in 1999, maybe reported her car stolen, only for the police to possibly find it just two floors up. Also, her stereo oh choice was not great. Adam's Alpine was far superior. My gosh. That's good, isn't it? That is brilliant. I mean, Thank I, you, I disagree on the stereo front. I've got to say, I was always a pioneer man. But um, it depends on the, it depends on the individual. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Let's not get bogged down. But, but, but bloody hell, that's amazing. But also going that fast. Yeah, I, would, I think I would know my car quicker than that. Yeah, I think I would. But I don't know. Maybe they would just... You know, the they were preoccupied. They they bought CDs exactly. and everything. I mean, hadn't they? I'm, I'm going to dock Phil a point for not telling us what CDs they'd actually bought because I feel like that's in some way quite an important detail. But anyway, otherwise, an excellent story, Phil. Thank you ever so much for emailing in. And on that note, if anyone else has got anything they want to share with us, uh, Smith and Sniff at gmail dot com. And indeed, next week <clears throat> we're going to be answering uh, questions from our Patreons. Uh, put out a thing last week saying ask us anything so if you're one of our patreons um we will be answering those questions that you have put for us and there's some really excellent ones have been coming in we will answer those next episode so a week today that will come out Uh, yeah uh, and uh, an advance warning we might get sidetracked in between questions yes that might that might well happen um Uh, i suppose i suppose we should say Thank you to everybody, Patreon or not, yes, for listening. Indeed, thank you ever so much for listening. Thank, thanks for all the comments. And, um, and if you are and feeling some generous, people... uh, we do have a Patreon because we keep mentioning it at the moment. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Smith and Sniff. If you want to have a look at that, uh, we should probably um, try and get this thing back to the terminal. We should probably. <laughs> I know do a Michael Knight 2021 car handbrake turn with all of the safety aids on. <laughs> oh, it's understeering. <laughs> I 
I could just imagine the engine just bogging. Yeah. It's you know when you you know when people who drive a manual car who have forgotten that that they're normally they're normally in an auto oh. and they've just for, they've left it in fourth gear. Yeah. They come to a really juddering stop. Even engine management eventually just goes. Oh, for fuck's sake! I can't. I can't. Take this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right then. Uh, so I have three things to tell you before we end one Johnny has a solo YouTube channel it's called The Late Break Show full of many excellent things including him driving a spiker which is well worth a watch uh, two I've got various books out one of them is called Me, uh, Medium Sized Book of Boring Car Trivia by Sniff Petrol available exclusively on Amazon as an ebook or a paperback and three talking as we were about 80s American action comedy drama shows uh, you may remember the start of the A-Team, which said in 1972 a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. One of those things is not true. What? Not all of the A-Team were still wanted by the government. Murdoch had been sectioned for apparently post-traumatic stress disorder after a, a helicopter crash. And as such, he was not still wanted for the same crimes as the <laughs> oh rich i do love your little bit your nuggets of trivia because howling mad murdoch was always my favorite yeah ba baracus uh do you know what the ba stood for bad attitude well yes but it, that was actually what he said it stood for but oh. his real first Brother name Abbott. was bosco <laughs> Was it? The BA actually stood for Bosco Albert Baracus. Wow. But then he... I didn't... He became BA and then said it stood for bad attitude. But yes, Bosco. But then became Mr. T. I was always confused why some people called him Mr. T. It's like, but hang on, his name's BA Baracus. There's no T in any of that. How's that all come apart? I, d- I didn't no, understand. I remember as a kid, like sort of probably about seven years old, seeing on a newsstand a tabloid paper that had a big headline that said Mrs T talks tough or something obviously talking about the then Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher but I didn't realise they called the Prime Minister Mrs T around then and I was like oh wow Mrs T is this some kind of A-team spin-off that's going to happen and I was really excited by (laughs) Mrs T can you imagine Margaret Thatcher having a relationship with B.A. Barakas? It's a... <laughs> it's a quintessential odd couple. <laughs> oh, God, that would be so amazing. Margaret, what are you oh. doing in the fuck, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's Seeking so much the material there. <laughs> I'm not getting on no aeroplane, fool. He would just <laughs> smash his way into the House of Commons and point at her with his <laughs> feathery bracelet <laughs> Yeah, I could see it now. Um, this is so stupid. This is the stupidest ending to every one of our podcasts. And we've done some stupid endings. Anyway, well, that's that. So thank you for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week for answering some Patreon's questions. Until then, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.